another edition of the Boulders Extra Podcast, up and running after Purdue's more than lopsided victory over Iowa, Wednesday night at Mackey Arena, 104-68, largest margin of victory over a ranked team in program history for the Boilermakers, uh, and it was just a flat-out butt-whipping by Purdue. Uh, there's really not a, a whole lot of other ways to describe it other than Purdue just beat the crap out of Iowa, and they did it uh, from the outside with 19 three-pointers. They did it inside by crashing the offensive boards uh, really hard and getting a lot of second-chance points in the first five to six minutes of the game, and from there, it was over. Iowa doesn't play any defense, and uh, that part of the game was not going to get them back in the game. Uh, I was going to have to figure out a way to outscore Purdue, and it, it just couldn't do it tonight. Only uh, Luca Garza was the only consistent offensive threat for the Hawkeyes. He had 26 points, but only had one rebound. And to be honest, there were not a lot of rebounds to be had, because uh, especially on Iowa's defensive end, because Purdue shot over 60%. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's an impressive win. We've seen this kind of performance before from Purdue at home. You know, you beat Virginia by 29, you beat Michigan State by 29, now you add 36 to that total. That's uh, three wins over three ranked teams by a combined 94 points. Uh, it's impressive, no no, uh, no question about it. But um, as I wrote on JC Online, uh, at some point you got to go win on the road consistently. Uh, you don't have to win every road game, but you've got to go You've got to take a part of what you do at home and apply it to the road uh, and, and find some consistency out there to, to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, these lopsided wins are nice for the fans, they're nice for the players. You know, they feel like they, they get their groove back and, you know, they get in a rhythm and they do a lot of positive things. But when they get on the road, it just does not, you know, carry over, at least from a consistent point. Now, we'll find out if the win at Northwestern, the way Purdue won it, will be a turning point for them on the road when uh, the Boilermakers go to IU on Saturday. But that's also a rivalry game where you just, you know, you don't, you just don't know what's going to happen in, in those those type of games. I, I, w- I would say Purdue and Indiana are pretty evenly matched uh, this year. Uh, but, you know, you always kind of look to the home team for the edge. And in this case, you know, in this game, it's going to be it's going to be IU. But um, but, you know, that's, you know, again, you know, you, you beat the crap out of somebody at home. But, you know, you're in February now where you, you've got to play a little bit more consistently. You know, what you do at home needs to translate somewhat on the road. No one expects Purdue to score 100 points on the road. No one expects Purdue to score 61 points and a half on the road. Um, but some of this has to carry over. Some parts of uh, the game has to carry over on the road, or Purdue's going to be probably left outside looking in when it comes to the NCAA tournament. That's just that's just the way it's it, it's it's probably going to work out. And again, you don't have to win all the rest of the road games, but um, probably need a couple wins, maybe three. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, the more, the better. Uh, 
if they want to make the tournament. But, um, you know, you, you don't like to, you know, you want to, you, you want to point out what happened tonight and all the, the good things that happened for Purdue. And it did. There was a lot of good things that happened for them. Um, and, you know, it snowballed on Iowa and Purdue just kept building and building. But knowing what has happened on the road before and knowing where they have to go to play road games at Indiana, at Ohio State, at Wisconsin, and they have to make a return trip to Iowa, um, it just kind of leaves you with, um, you know, the season's not really complete in any way because you haven't accomplished a whole lot on the road. Uh, If you go down to IU and win Saturday, I think that pushes it way in Purdue's favor as far as now they're putting together a season or if, if you go to um, Wisconsin or Haas State or even Iowa later in the year, you know, then you feel like, okay, it's, it's, a, it's, a complete, it's getting into a bit of a complete season here. But, you know, if you, if you, if you don't win another road game, this is, it's, you know, you, you're looking at a lot of uh, missed, missed opportunities because you've played so well at home. I mean, the, the, uh, the spectrum is, is so wide where you beat a team at home by 36, but you go on the road and lose. Or you beat a team by 29, but you go on the road and lose. Um, you know, that, you know, not only the, does the gap have to close, I mean, it, Purdue has to win road games. That's, that's the bottom line there. Um, now, driving back from Mackey Arena after the, the weather that came through West Lafayette and Lafayette, uh, Wednesday night. Um, side streets give you a quick uh, traffic and weather together on the ones. I think that's what the clock says. Not a lot of traffic, number one. Uh, number two, side streets and uh, some of the main roads in West Lafayette, a little bit slick, um, hazardous. Uh, main road 52 looks appears to be okay. Uh, heading out on uh, 25 right now and it you know looks like it's been treated pretty well and so shouldn't have any issues uh, uh, getting home I didn't see what it was like after the game uh, because I I got to the arena when it uh, just started snowing Uh, it was a combination of snow and sleet at that time but uh, hope that you made it home safely if you went to the game or if you've been out and about in uh, central Indiana uh, tonight or anywhere in the Midwest, for that matter. Uh, you're probably dealing with some sort of uh, weather issues. Um, but anyway, the roads appear fine. I know there's school delays for tomorrow. Everybody loves a two-hour delay. Who doesn't love a two-hour delay? Now, everybody loves not going to school. That would be number one. But two-hour delays, man, that's, that's the way it works. Love them. I think every day is a two-hour delay for me. But anyway, back to the game. Uh, just a lot of really impressive individual performances. I, you know, the one area that, I mean, the one thing, I mean, there are a lot, a lot of areas to be impressed about tonight, the way Purdue played and, and, and how it happened. Um, you know, I looked up, and, you know, one stage, Purdue had no turnovers. Uh, that would have been through the first uh, 12 minutes of the game. But Iowa did not have a three-point field goal. And uh, 
you look at those two things and you're like, oh, well, Purdue's ahead. And they were. They were ahead by a bunch. The other thing, too, is that Purdue had 39 points. And there was still a lot of time left in the first half, obviously. But Purdue had yet to have a player reach double figures. And to me, that showed kind of the balance that they had on this night. Uh, where they were getting shots, who was taking the shots. It just wasn't a one, uh, a one-man operation. Uh, you know, they were moving the ball well. They were looking for the best shot. Uh, and sometimes that shot came quick. Other times it came later in the shot clock, like Jihad Proctor's three-pointer from the corner uh, when I think he hesitated a couple times and he had a, had a, had a man on him. Uh, but he still launched it up there and it went in and it was kind of like well you you know it's Purdue's night when that happens and you kind of expected the ball to go in based on uh what had been happening in the game but the fact that they distributed the ball around really well tonight 29 assists I believe on 41 field goals uh they hit 19 three-pointers uh you know it's an outlier in a, in a lot of ways it is it's not really who this team is but it's who this team is at home but it's not who this team is on the road um i need to turn my heat down a little bit i'm getting a little hot but uh so you know Purdue's, you know that's not who purdue is every night we know that uh and the goal now is to just take a piece of this and put it up uh in your travel bag and go to the road and see what happens um, it, you know, I think, I think Saturday will tell us a lot about where, you know, where this team might end up, you know, at the end of February, early March. Um, now, a loss doesn't completely take them out of the NCAA tournament path. Uh, but again, you're, you're in February, and really the bottom line is just winning games. It doesn't matter if they're home or away. And it really doesn't matter how you look. But I think in Purdue's case, there is, um, you know, I think there there are still some style points there that they need to show, uh, that they need to prove to not not to anybody on the outside, but maybe prove to them on the inside that they have turned the corner on the road. And so you need a few stylistic things to happen for you. Um, on the road to maybe reinforce um, the confidence that uh, that 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 they've gained maybe these last two games or at least Wednesday night and then the last you know four or five minutes of the uh, of the Northwestern game so um, you know I still think there's a little bit of that uh, but it is February and this is the time to make a push this is time to find that consistent level of play both home and away and on the road you're just looking to, to gut one out if you can but you know I, I still think you need to see some things um, on the road from this team whether it's hitting the offensive glass as hard as they did tonight taking care of the ball uh, maintaining uh, what they're doing on the defensive end um, and then spreading it out offensively and getting um, getting everybody involved uh, and making sure that everyone's a threat. And I, I thought that was the case tonight, as, as I talked about before, where, you know, every-
everyone was a threat. You know, Iowa didn't guard anybody, let's be honest. Uh, in that second half, when Purdue was up and the game was over, um, you know, I, I can't I can't remember the number of times Eric Hunter was just wide open on the perimeter, and no one was guarding him, and he had like all day to set his feet and shoot, and he hit and he hit most of the shots. I mean, it's a shooting drill. I mean, it's not anything, what anything tough. And you know, if I'm Iowa, I'm you know, you're embarrassed by the score, you're embarrassed by the performance, but aren't you embarrassed by just the the lack of you know, it, it's I don't know I don't know if it's it's not really the, the players so much. It's just the lack of uh, emphasis on on playing defense. I mean, it's just not there. You know, you know, maybe not that some of their other games it looks like it's there, but I mean, my God, Purdue averages less than seventy points a game, and they had sixty-one at half. You know, that doesn't scream like you're really cut in defensively. You know, it's not... Purdue doesn't do a lot of things complicated on offense. I mean, Matt, Matt Painter's basically run the same plays since he's been here. Um, and he just, you know, he stands over and yells, move, and his guys move. And that's the key to all basketball. you got to move. Uh, so... Uh, it just it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of disgusting a little bit to watch Iowa play because they have tremendous offensive talent. Garza is is going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year, uh, and they've got some other guys that can play. You know, they don't have Bohannon, and you know this team coming back next year for Iowa, assuming Garza comes back. You know, you get Bohannon back, you get a lot of the personnel back, and. This is going to be a very difficult offensive team to deal with, but if they don't pay attention, if they don't pay more attention offensively, or defensively, excuse me, if they don't pay more attention defensively, then it won't matter. You know, they're 16-7 and seven right now, and if they don't put a greater emphasis on defense, then they're going to be 16-7 and seven after 23 games a year from now. I don't think that changes. If they had played a lick of defense last year in the NCAA tournament against um, Tennessee, you know, I, I know this because I was actually at the game watching it. If they would have played any defense whatsoever, they would have beaten Tennessee and then played Purdue in the Sweet 16. But they just they, they don't. They just don't do it. It's not it's not important to them. And if that's the way the pro- they want the program to run, if, if everyone's okay with that, including the fan base, that's fine. You know what you're going to get from Iowa. You know, I think there's more well-rounded programs in the Big Ten uh, that that know what you have to do on both ends. You know, I think Purdue's one of those. Obviously, Michigan State's one of those. There's there's other, other programs in the same boat. I think Illinois is doing a good job of that uh, this year. But... Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of baffling to watch Iowa, you know, with the offensive talent that they have and that they've had over the years that this they, they have one of these games. And they're going to continue to have games like this, not every night, but they're going to continue to have games like this without uh, a, a dedication on the defensive end. 
and probably the rest of the coaches in the Big Ten are like, fine. You know, really don't, you know, that's probably, you know, they don't, they don't want Fran McCaffrey to leave. You know, he doesn't emphasize defense. Um, but that was my Iowa rant for the night. Uh, and Purdue took full advantage. I mean, this is, as we said, this is not who Purdue really is. You know, I didn't think Purdue was, when they beat Virginia by 29, that's who Purdue is. When they beat Michigan State by 29, that's not really who Purdue is. But they, they have those moments, and they have those at home. They need one of those moments on the road, to be honest. You know, that's the bottom line. They need they need to take a home moment and make it into a road moment. And it doesn't have to be a 30-point a win. It doesn't have to be a... A 29-point win. It doesn't have to be a 20-point win. It just has to be a consistent performance from start to finish where they take control, they survive some runs, but at the end, it was a game where they were basically in control from start to finish. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for on the road. Uh, and, you know, they don't. it's not easy. It won't be easy. It never is. But you're looking to take to duplicate what you do at home and do it on the road one time. You know, that's what that's what you need. Just do it one time. And you know, and I think things will then kind of fall into place. But until they do it, you've got this, you know, what I would call this lopsided season going on where you're just great at home, but you you have no idea what you're gonna get at home. I think now you know what you get at home. Or on the road, I'm sorry. Like you don't know what you're gonna get on the road. At, the, at home, I think you know what you get. You get you get performances like Wednesday night. You get performances like Michigan State and Virginia. Yeah, I mean Illinois came in here and beat Purdue by 17. Yeah, I mean that's that that doesn't fall into the whole narrative of what what I'm talking about. But um, but they've had more great moments at home than they've had bad moments at home. Where on the road they've had more. They've just had. A, a series of bad moments, uh, you know, especially in Big Ten play, where, um, and you could kind of s- maybe see it turn in the corner a little bit at Maryland and Rutgers, where they got down, but then came back, uh, and then they were able to use that experience to beat Northwestern. But now you need to go on the road and you know play, you know, play a game. Don't lose contact with that team, and uh, with you know with, with that team, that that team being Saturday Indiana. Don't lose contact with them if they. They get up four or six, you know, keep it at four and six, four or six points, and then just keep keep working to uh, to get back in the game and you know and just stay in there and fight. I think you know I think this team's slowly coming around in that area, but overall, you know, you walk away from tonight impressed with what Purdue did, but I also think you have to temper. Um, any excitement or temper, any making any declarations uh, about this team and what it what it might what it might accomplish this year. Um, I think you just have you still have to wait and see what happens Saturday on the road and then and then maybe after that um, and then I think we're going to have a better idea where where this team may go and. You know, I think Jahad Proctor starting to come back to where he was at the beginning of the year from a shooting standpoint. Evan Boudreau continues to give you good minutes, uh, both home and away. Um, and those are two seniors that play. And you know, they mentioned it tonight. You know, you know their time is running out. 
you know, they got the rest of the regular season, and then they've got uh, um, the Big Ten tournament. That's yeah, they got one game guaranteed in the Big Ten tournament. That's it. So you know, their season, their senior season is, you know, their days of college basketball are, are coming to an end, and you you need you need some upperclassmen like that to to, to create that sense of urgency. I always wonder about, especially in this case, because these these two guys are transfers. Uh, they were not here from the beginning. They were not. They're not four or five year players here. Um, you know, they were not first recruited by Painter. Uh, they came later, and they bought into Purdue basketball. They bought into what Painter wants, and they bought into everything. And they they, they truly, um, you know, want to push this team to the tournament. But to me, it's still a little bit different because. They, they haven't been here that long. And uh, I, I, I was all, I've kind of always been curious if they would, um, you know, what the uh, what the sense of urgency would be like as, uh, as they got deeper in the season. Because, you know, because of all those factors. But I think, I think you're seeing some of that kick in now. I think you're seeing, you know, those guys... You know, pushing a little bit more leadership, uh, whether it be vocally or just by their play, and then, um, you know, and I think some of that is is starting to step up. And if that happens, and I think these are two good guys, and I think they they mean what they say when it comes to um, finishing this thing off right for them and for Purdue. I think they mean what they say when when that happens. So. Um, I think you can trust them and that they're doing everything they can possible to, to get this team uh, in the in the tournament. Um, but anyway, next game is Saturday uh, at Indiana. It's an afternoon game. Uh, we'll probably put together another another podcast uh, following that game on the way back from Bloomington. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, still looking for a sponsor. So I'm going to keep begging until I get one or something else happens to me. Uh, but anyway, tell your friends and neighbors, uh, make a great Valentine's Day gift Would is the Boilermaker Extra Podcast or the Boiler, Boiler's Extra Podcast. What a great Valentine's Day gift that would be to your special one uh, where you guys, where you just, you and your significant other could sit around and listen to a series of Borders Extra Podcast on Valentine's Day. I can't think of a better gift. And I know you can't either. So it doesn't cost you anything to subscribe. What a cheap date it is. What a wonderful experience it would be for you on Valentine's Day just to give your significant other the Borders Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Uh, If you're involved in uh, some weather, uh, wherever you're at, travel safe. And uh, we'll, we'll do this again Saturday after the Indiana game.